Hi, this is Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager, Bone Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. And today's podcast, we're going to talk to about uh, how to stay excited about owning your own business long after you, your business launch. And we have a special guest with us today, Mark Sharp with Hardwood Solutions down there in Montgomery, Alabama. Is that right, Mark? That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't you, for the benefit of the listening audience, tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. Well, um, I have been in business since 2003, so about 16 years now. Um, I've been doing, uh, you know, started out pretty much, uh, you know, from the, the from the basics uh, as just you know individual, and then gradually, uh, you know, uh, got trained through the NWFA. Um, you know, started hiring people and been sanding, installing, sanding, and finishing for, for that long. Uh, um, you know, we we we've. Uh, been been pretty steady, so we, we we have a lot of lot of work going on right now. Have run about two crews, uh, and you know still do a lot a lot some of the work myself. Um, but okay. you know there's a lot of lot of um, you know work actually running the business. So anybody that's ever owned anybody that's ever owned their own business knows that uh, you know between the scheduling and the payroll and the hiring and fielding questions and meeting clients, estimating jobs, working around customer schedules and expectation, employees, paying the distributor, uh, collecting, and on and on. It's a lot of work. It's a ton of work. Oh, yeah. Um, how, do you, how do you stop from getting stagnant? How do, you, how do you stay excited and interesting about, you know, you had a vision when you first started your, your, your business. How do you keep the day-to-day pressures, keep from achieving those goals? Well, I think one of the biggest things is just, uh, you know, setting short-term goals uh, to just, um, you know, having that sense of a sense of accomplishment every day uh, of setting a, you know, a goal for the day and trying to achieve. And, um, you know, it, it does get, uh, it, it does get tedious some days um, and balancing employees and, um, you know, customers and, and just the, the overall workload um, and can can get tough, but uh, you know this work is it's very rewarding to me, um, and that's one one thing I, I've had other jobs I've I've been on the general contracting side of things for uh, when I first started. Um, my background is a little different than most people because uh, I actually have I have a building science degree from Auburn. University, um, and so my my background is actually in commercial construction, um, but I got you know a little little tired of the the rat race of commercial construction of heavy and actually industrial construction, and uh, you know just wanted to always wanted to do something on my own, and this was the avenue I chose, and um, you know it's it's a good very rewarding field. You you see the fruits of your labor pretty quick, you know. Yeah. I, I do with that. So. Now, I think one of the things people uh, don't realize about, especially sanding floors, and I think this is exactly what you're talking about, that satisfaction you feel, is it's one of the last true crafts out there. You know, we're not, it's not really a service industry. This is a craft. And guys, I see it in my schools, guys just have such a passion for it. And it sounds like you do too. Yeah. And Mark. Sorry, Mark. I just want to 
real quick. Rob's from Boston, so if I need to interpret anything for you, just let me know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy the, the, you know, the aspect of getting them and working with your hands and, you know, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's hard work. It, you know, wouldn't be caught. My, my guys, we have a saying, it wouldn't be hardwood flooring if it, it was easy, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, you know, it, it is tough work and, and that's why there's probably not a lot of people in the field and it is a craft and, and there is a definitely a barrier, um, you know, because it's, you know, anybody with a paintbrush can be a painter. Anybody with a chop saw and a nail gun can be a, a carpenter, you know. But, it's, you know, yep. you have to invest and, and have the right equipment and the right machines and, uh, you know, have the right knowledge because you can mess up a wood floor pretty quick if you don't know what you're doing. You're right. And, Rob, you, you, you reminded me that, you know, when I when I had my own business, with when I, you know, you deal with all the day-to-day stuff and what have you. But for me, when I turned on that machine, it was almost therapeutic for me. You know, when I, when I turn that machine on, everything else kind of goes away and I can just do what I got in this business to do and uh, and just take these floors and turn them into as, as close to a piece of art as you can. So, um, you know, when did you you said you started in 03? When did you get your Sanders eye? Uh, I would say it probably took me a couple of years I, you know i actually wound up the first floor i ever did i had to redo <laughs> so i uh, bet you got your i bet you got that sanders eye a lot quicker i i love talking about that in the schools um the sanders eye every, you can always tell a floor guy he, everywhere he goes his head is down he sees every hardwood floor whether he's at a friend's house a store it's a curse but it's it's a good curse to have because then you're always looking to make your jobs better. I think you could call it the Sanders eye or a craftsman eye. That's right. I've always been kind of a perfectionist. I'm a perfectionist by a little bit. Uh, not saying all my work is perfect, but I, yeah. I try to, you know, I'm probably a little more particular than most your average person, I guess. And that's, that's, I think that's what this uh, industry lends itself toward is, is guys that are particular. And those are the ones that really last. I think are the ones that really care about what the quality of work they're doing. Well, you're just so you know, you came to us. Jeremiah Strong is a, your territory manager down there in Alabama, uh, who is also a 20 years, some 20 some odd years in the floor business, and he, uh, he he came away really impressed with you and highly recommended you to talk to us. So appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, how's he doing for you down there, by the way? So I can get on him. <laughs> He's doing good. <laughs> He's doing good. He keeps in touch with me. Uh, yeah. You know, really keeps me supplied with uh with everything i need so yeah we're, we're we're proud to have jeremiah he's a he's a good guy still has that passion with uh you know and uh uh so yeah we're thrilled to have him down there um so but there's you know the, the days that you know man it's a grind and your schedule gets sideways sometimes and and you know you put in all the hours and and what have you and what you when you have those just those days that owning a business is a grind is tough. Um, for me, sometimes I, I have to take a step back and kind of refocus and outline what my vision was. And sometimes the goals change over time, right? So what do you do on those days? I mean, some guys for also for me, taking the guys out for a pizza and just let everybody vent and talk and what have you to kind of re-energize these guys. So what do you do? Yeah. I, I mean, I generally, I try to take my guys out to lunch a lot of times. Uh, and, and you can kind of feel the, 
the pressure build, if we have deadlines, that kind of stuff. I, I try to, um, I try to be as hands on as I can, you know, and, and I think they understand that, you know, when I'm running a business, I can't be working in the business all the time. I have to work on the business, you know, in order for the business to grow. So I just try to keep the communication lines open with them so they understand my side of things. And, and I, I'm, you know, I don't just, you know, dictate to them and, and then let them go out and do it. I, I, I kind of, you know, I, I'm not saying I keep my thumb on them all the time, but I try not to micromanage too much, but I do oversee a lot of it and make sure they're on the same page with me. And they're, you know, most of the time when they're, when they can, you know, if they can meet my expectations, they're going to meet the customer's expectations. So, so, you know, I think um, you said something very important there. What a lot of guys don't realize that are, that are maybe working for a, for a contractor, you said work on the business and there's a lot to that. Uh, you know, it's one thing of, you know, running the guys and what have you, but you do have to take the time to step back and work on the business itself, which is encompasses so much. Um, so let me ask you this, Mark. Also know that you, uh, played some football. You want to tell me where you went to, where you played ball at? I went to school at Auburn. Uh huh. I played football there at Auburn. Um, I actually took the hard route and walked on. So um, that was back in the uh, ninety mid nineties is when I played. Uh, so I walked on and earned a scholarship. So they finished paying for my school. So that was a load off. <laughs> um, but uh, it was very very uh, a neat experience. Uh, you know. Um, still stay in contact with a lot of my friends I met there and, uh, you know, kind of kept me out of, kept my nose clean in college and kept uh-huh. me, uh, on the grind in college. So, you know, I'm used to, used to grinding, I guess you could say. Yeah. That's that sound that you hear now is all the Bama fans hanging up the iPad, uh, the, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm not from the South, but I, I, I live in Tennessee now and I love that rivalry that, uh, football passion back here uh, I get a charge out of it so what did you take out of that experience a lot of mental toughness comes along with football I imagine that would help you in your business oh definitely definitely I mean you know the the kind of no no, no quit attitude I guess you could say you know when the you know when it gets tough you don't you know you just keep grinding and you 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 know it's again it's not easy I've already you know the kind of cliche that um you know, if it's easy, I'd be doing it, you know, yeah. um, that that's what a lot of people say. And, and, you know, just, just, you just got to keep after it. And when, it, when it going gets tough, you just got to suck it up and, and finish, you know, you got to yeah. finish. And, uh, that's, that's, a, you know, those short term goals. Cause usually, I mean, a project doesn't last longer than a week or so, you know, I mean, yeah. so, and that's, it's just I like this the the sense of accomplishment it gives you and that that you know you can kind of check that one off and put it behind you you know that kind of thing and move on to the next one and every job too it's 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 this field in particular um, is you know every job has something different you know there's there's a different challenge on, on every job and uh, it's very rewarding and um, you know, you you know, you have different customers dealing with different types of wood, different job conditions. Yeah. So it's a it's a unique set of challenges on every every job, and so you kind of you welcome that problem solving. You know, you have to do on every job, and and it is a 
you know, you kind of, when you're done, you kind of step back and say, all right, we got that one, guys, you know, so yeah. <laughs> put that in the belt. So. I agree with you. And I, I sometimes I used to feel sorry for general contractors that are on that job for sometimes six months, three months or four months or what have you. We're fortunate. Even if it's the worst job of the year, probably only going to be a few weeks or so. Mm-hmm. That's right. We're kind of the cleaning crew too, you know, and we're at the end of the job most of the time. And, you know, we're kind of at that finish stage. So we get to see it and, and you, you get to see the, um, you know, the, everybody's, <laughs> I know it's, it's, it's all the, the tough part of the job, but, you know, you get to see that finished product, you know, and, and everybody's, you know, most, most of the time, everybody's happy to get in it. So. <laughs> yes. And you know, you're, it's funny you say that you, we come at the end of the job because that's good and bad. You know, by the time they get to us, you know, maybe they had a bad experience with the painter or the tile guy or whatever, and now they're educated. And now they're they're loaded for bear for the floor guy. And they're out of money by then too. My my goal was always to uh, to be the best sub on the job, and knowing that maybe they had some bad experiences before we got there, I want them to see us as the most professional people on the job they they had a chance to deal with. So, um, yeah, I, I you know, and from you know, I talked to some guys that you know that say you know for them to get the passion back. They got into this because of their creativity and what have you. And and for them they'll they'll drop back and do that one floor that, you know, a herringbone floor with a with a with borders and stuff or something pretty fancy that keeps gets you know, get the juices flowing again. And I think that for, for the right personality that I th- think that's a pretty good idea. You know, let's we're doing grinding these floors out every day and just to get on a project that you can use some creativity is always kinda uh, uh nice too. So Mark, you started your company about 16 years ago, right? I think it was 2003, you said. So what's the biggest difference in the customers from 16 years ago to the customers that you're working with today? Uh, I would have to say their their knowledge and, and you know, technology out there now uh, with Facebook and all the, the internet uh, sites and everything and, and the um, – you know, a lot of your DIY shows, you know, do-it-yourselfers and, and that kind of stuff, they they know, um, you know, they see see different things and they want, the, you know, want newer, the, the most, uh, the recent, you know, prod, technology finishes, that kind of stuff. They want the dust containment. They want the, um, you know, the oil finishes, the unique things uh, that, weren't really as well known, I guess, you know, and that's what I try to strive to do uh, in my business is to stay up to date and be willing to uh, try something new and different, you know, try the latest things, the the new water, you know, the water-based finishes. I mean, there's a lot of people that are still stuck in the dinosaur age with, you know, oil-based polyurethanes. <laughs> it can be, it can have its pros and cons. Sometimes, you know, the internet, when a customer gets, uh, you know, more knowledge on a subject, it can hurt you a little bit, but um, but it can also help you if you make sure that your expectations, you know, are on the same level. If you just communicate with them and and uh, and they're, you know, you if you can supply them with something new and different, you know, and unique, um, you know, that's 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 what I try to do, and and it and it's and that's part of the rewarding thing on my side is is you know you're not you're not doing the same old thing every time, you know, it's, it's something new and it's, and the technology is constantly changing, you know, uh, especially with the new sanding technology and stuff. I mean, you know, we're not, 
we're not using manual nailers and split drums anymore, you know. <laughs> that yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So if I was still doing that, I don't know if I'd be here talking with you. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's funny, Mark, because um, when I, uh, you know, when I realized I was going to start doing floors for a living and my I, I just got married and my sitting across my father-in-law who was a very accomplished man and uh, was worried about me supporting his daughter. Uh, he asked me one time, he said, um, why would I hire you? to do my floors. And I said, well, I mean, you know, I, I use good products. He goes, okay, everybody uses good products, but why would I hire you? I said, well, I mean, we're good at what we do. We're a family business. He goes, yeah, but tell me a reason why I would hire you. He goes, you're boring me right now. Give me a reason to hire you. And I was getting mad at him. I thought, I told you all the reasons. I have, you know, I use good products. I'm, I'm, I'm good at what I do. And then, and I was, you know, finally he goes, listen, listen to what I'm trying to tell you. If you can't find a way to differentiate differentiate yourself from everybody else, then you're just a number to me. Uh, and it stuck with me when I was, I think, 23, 24 years old that, find, like you said, finding new technology, finding, you know, staying on the cutting edge of stuff and being able to offer something that everybody else can't offer uh, is, a, is a great business model. So pretty cool. Those are the guys who are making money. The first guys who spot these trends and do it. They're the ones who go. They're the ones who make the money. It's the guys who get in on this at the end of the trend. You know, they're just kind of doing it to hang on. Yeah, and are and are willing to willing to take it on. There's a lot of people that that are in the business that don't want to change. You know, and yeah. got willing to take that and accept that that new thing. You know, instead of forcing people to go your way. You know, you kind of listen to the customer. And, and you know, see what's out there. Obviously, you don't want to jump into something that you're not comfortable with, but um, but you know, be willing to try something. Uh, you know, especially if if they're willing to work with you on it. You know, and just try to get you know, with with the you know uh, technology and everything that's available today and the information that's out there today. You know, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to figure out how to do something. <laughs> how do you prepare? When you're going to do something new, do you have a practice place? Do you have some something set up in your shop? Do you go somewhere, a distributor? But how do you prepare yourself when you're going to do something new? Um, well, I try to find as much information on the product as I can to start with. Uh, if I'm dealing with a new species of wood or if I'm dealing with a new finish or, or something like that. And I always, you know, obviously I don't ever want to try it on, on something large to start with. Uh, but just try to understand as much about the product as, as you can and get as much information from other people, your, uh, you know, your reps, uh, uh, like Jeremiah, the, you know, that kind of thing, um, and try to get as much information as you can from different people and then kind of decipher it yourself, you know, and obviously, you know, when it comes down to it, you're going to be the one responsible. So, so you know, just, just trying to get as much information as you can and then, kind of boil it down to what you know in your past experience and how things, you know, how yeah. different different things work. And then you use your best judgment, you know, and then and try it, you know, on something small and then, and it, you know, a closet or something and see how it works. And you know, I've had to punt on a few things. I'm, I'm glad you said Jeremiah's name because I, I really think that's the way to go when you're working with these new technologies, new products, new trends and stuff, you know, your bone TM, he's going to be the guy to go to when you're working with things like this. So I'm glad to hear that Jeremiah worked with you and, and really helped you out. That's great. Um, 
I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, for the benefit of the audience, tell you a few things that that's really helped me. And, uh, and Mark, maybe you, you, you would be the same for you, but, uh, I've read a couple books over my, over my career that have really made a huge difference in my life. And the first book is uh, E-Myth for Contractors. Um, this book, I read this book and every single page I was turning, that guy was describing me. And I, I was getting a sick stomach, sick feeling in my stomach because this guy, I mean, it was like he was reading my life. And it, it's after that, I went out and got an accountant and we really, you know, focused on the business part of my business. And it's funny because I was talking to a distributor, I mean, maybe five or six years later, and uh, who was a very successful distributor. He had three locations. And I asked him, we went out to dinner one night. I said, hey, how, um, how did you do this? How did you get to where you are? And I'll be darned if he says, you know, I had one store and I couldn't get any bigger than that. And I was just resigned to the fact that, well, I'm just going to have the one location. He says, a guy came in one time, he was dressed really nice, he was a college kid, and he goes, hey, there's a seminar we want, we want you to go to, and uh, described the, the, this book called the E-Myth book. And he goes, I thought, what does this kid know? He's right out of college, what have you. He says, anyhow, he goes, I don't even know why I even went. The guy just did a good sales job. And he says, I went to that thing and I read that book, and it, it really changed my life. And I was able to expand my business, and I thought, man, even if he was telling me this, I had the same response and reaction. So E-Myth for Contractors uh, is by Michael Gerber. Uh, and um, another book that I was, I think is a fabulous book is The Ten Times Rule Book by Grant Cordone, uh, which is a fabulous book for, if you're, for, for someone in business. And the last one is uh, uh, Profit First by Michael, by Mike, I think it's Mike or Michael, but uh, Mike, Mike Cal, uh, I'll, I'll spell the last name. M-I, because I just butchered it, M-I-C-H-A-L-O-W-I-C-Z. I've read probably two or three times. So if, any, if you're owning a small business and what have you, and it's funny how sometimes your employees think, gosh, I mean, he's got it made. He's, you know, he's got the easy part of the job, but they don't realize actually how much goes into, as you say, uh, you know, managing and owning and working on your own business. So That's right. Um, what's your biggest sense of satisfaction from the business, Mark? Um, I would say, you know, the, the, the growth, um, you know, just, uh, you know, other than the day to day, um, you know, activities, I mean, the, the sense of accomplishment of being in business for yourself for 16 years, you know, um, it, it it's just, uh, you know, you kind of take pride in that. Um, yeah, yep. a lot of like you said earlier, you know, a lot of people don't understand uh, what it what it is to be in business for yourself until you do it. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you do. It's easy, and you, know, you get to take vacations, you know, a couple times a month and that kind of stuff. <laughs> definitely pros and cons, but yeah, um, I would just say the the overall sense of accomplishment for for you know being in business and 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 being profitable, you know, and not having a lot of debt and yeah. Um, you know, and running a business and managing your finances, you know, because a lot of people know how to do the work, but they don't know how to run a business. Yeah. And, you know, the, the college education helped me a little bit, uh, you know, with taking accounting classes and stuff and the um, degree I had with, in building science. But, um, you know, you don't have to, uh, you know, go to college to, to, 
you know, run and own a business in the hardwood flooring industry, but uh, it definitely helps. And, and, but you do need to be educated and you need to educate yourself every day and, and whether it be reading books or, uh, you know, taking classes or, or whatever that, you know, there, there's, there's tons of training out there, um, you know, through Bona, through the NWFA. Um, there's a lot of, um, a good training and stuff. And if you're willing to learn, then it's, you know, the sky's the limit. It's, it's, it's up to you, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, go ahead, uh, Rob. Hey Mark, um, tell us a little bit about your guys. Um, well, uh, it's kind of interesting you say that. My, I mean, I've had, I've got one guy, one guy in particular, he's, he's been with me about five years. Um, he's, he's kind of a quiet guy. Started out basically at the bottom and, and he's, he's grown, uh, still probably lacks a little bit in the communication side of things, but, but he does good work and he's conscientious about what he does. Um, and, and the other guys, uh, I've got some new guys, younger guys I'm trying to train. Um, you know, there, there's a, there's a little bit of, I've probably had a little more turnover than I would have liked. Um, you know, a lot, there's, there's been some guys that kind of move on. Uh, I would say the, the biggest hurdle in our field is the physical aspect of it, you know, um, and a lot of guys don't want to do the physical labor, you know, they don't want to do the, um, you know, the hands and knees kind of thing. So, yeah. um, and, and you, and there's really no way around it, but, I, the, the way, you know, with the newer technology, that's where the technology comes in. The new Sanders and stuff, you know, man, if, if, like I said, I think I said it before, if we were still doing it the old way, I don't know that I'd be here, <laughs> you know, but with the power drives and with the, uh, you know, the, the, the new Sanders and everything and the vacuum systems, the, uh, you know, the water-based finishes that have, you know, low VOCs, the oils, uh, you know, it's just, um, you know, just a lot, a lot of things that, that are, make it, e- make our job easier, I guess. Uh, Talk, you, know, uh, get, the, you know, jump out there and, and try them out. You know, you can't be stuck in, stuck on the same old thing, you know? Yeah. I, I, so glad that you mentioned the power drive. How has that been going with, uh, your newer guys? Because I've, I've been trying to explain to people that, you know, when you hired a guy in the old days, uh, he cost you money for six months. He was, and now you put a power drive in a guy's hand, and in three hours, he's a member of the crew. He's making you money. Yeah, you can teach a guy. Uh, you know, he still has to develop that eye a little bit, but but still, there's no there's no there's not a hurdle of trying to learn the machine. You know, it, it's, it, I mean, my 10 year old could run it, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, it's pretty easy, but, you, but you do have to develop that eye, but, uh, it just makes it so much easier. It makes, you know, you don't have to edge near as much. I mean, it's, it's amazing to me. Um, you know, and you're constantly, you know, finding new ways you can use it and you just gotta be willing to adapt and, and, and try new processes, you know, um, to, you know, sanding processes, grit sequence, that kind of stuff. Uh, and of course, you know, everything is, every job has its unique things. You know, some jobs are engineered, some jobs are solid, some, you know, so, so it changes, but, um, but it's, it definitely has, has streamlined the sanding process for sure. 
Um, so, so, um, so what do you do for fun, Mark? Uh, I enjoy playing golf. That's, that's kind of my release. Uh, <laughs> um, no way. No, no way. Golf is a relief. No way. If I was practicing every day, like the pros were, and I, I you know, I shot, didn't shoot a good score, then I would get mad at myself. But, um, you know, I, I can go out there and hack around with the best of them. So, uh, that's good. I understand. Also, you went through a bit of a tornado down there recently. Yeah, we did. Um, uh, uh, been through a couple of crises, I guess you could say, uh, here lately. Um, I went, went through back in January of, um, of 2019, um, this year we were hit by a tornado. Um, the tornado didn't totally damage my shop, but it damaged it enough where, um, you know, I, I didn't own the own the building, but it did damage some of my equipment that was in the in my trailer. It tossed my trailer around, uh, damaged some vehicles, wow. um, had had some office damage, that kind of stuff. But um, I was spared by probably. 20 yards of, of total loss. <laughs> so, oh, uh, so I feel blessed there. But, uh, yes. but we covered and we've actually moved into a new building and, um, and that still has its challenges. And I have some, uh, I, I purchased a new building now. So it's uh, kind of exciting to, to, to get, you know, into a, a new old place, I guess you could say, and, uh, and kind of make it your own. Um, but I also had an event uh, a couple years ago. One of my main guys who'd been with me almost probably seven or eight um, years, he was in a car accident and on the job oh, or boy. coming back from a job. So that's been a pretty big hurdle there. So losing somebody that – and he was one I've taken to schools and trained and everything else, but he was his leg was um, you know, hurt to the point where he, he can't really do floor work anymore. You know, oh, um, he survived, but but he just he, we 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 talked and you know had a um, you know good conversation and just kind of opened up with each other and just you know laid it out there and realized that you know he we he couldn't do this work anymore you know so had to kind of move on but um, but just that that's just mm-hmm. one of the challenges of running a business and and yeah. I would say, I mean, most people would tell you that employees are probably the biggest challenge yes. of running a business and keeping employees, keeping them happy, keep, you know, keeping them trained, keeping them with you, you know, so. One of the sad parts about our business is uh, sometimes we train these employees, they get so good, we're actually training our own competition. Yeah, that's right. You know, I hear that, Rob, but I, I, I never worried about that. And I think it's uh, more harmful not training them. You know what I mean? And if they Well, you know, have to train them. You, you yeah. definitely have I mean, to train them. I always felt like if I lost a guy, then, then you know what? Give him my blessing and uh, just move forward. Well, I have and, a uh, feeling most people ran from you. I, I don't. Quite a few of them did. Yeah, that's, that's what, what that's I was why, that's, that's why we yeah. had to stop. Uh, we went from hand sanding to use the orbital sanders. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would Mark, say your rate was probably a four-month turnover working for you. <laughs> no, actually, you'd be surprised. Actually, uh, uh, Jeremiah worked for me, Jeremiah Strong, for a time. and uh, Oh, he's he, told he me to... many times that he ran screaming and started. He couldn't wait to start <laughs> up his own gig. Uh, he's another one that I was so happy for his success. So. 
Hey, Mark, uh, we're talking to Mark Sharp, that uh, owner of Hardwood Solutions down in Montgomery, Alabama. I uh, want to thank you for spending some time with us and congratulations on your success down there in Alabama. And uh, we really appreciate having you on. I appreciate talking with you. It's been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne Highlander and Rob Johnson. Please stay tuned for another podcast coming soon.